Rain or shine, it's here to make you laugh. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. And now your host, Kyle Ruff. The TV guide. Oh, I thought it was like the See What's on TV Right Now channel. Channel, oh. channel 3 was always like the channel so you could watch TV. Like that's where the antenna came in was channel 3. And uh, it used a different yeah. re- remote to actually switch between the four. Or if you were playing like N64, you had to put it on channel 3. Okay. I thought that was just input. I thought also there was a channel like you would go to it and it would say, it would be like the TV guide pretty much. It would just tell you what's oh, on I was right poor. Now. I didn't have cable, so it was I didn't have that. pre- uh, Kyle and I grew up in the pubescent. '90s in the Midwest. <laughs> we had CBS, Fox, PBS, and NBC and ABC. You guys, when did yep. you first get cable? I got cable. So when I was, I think my my parents bought cable when I was like 14, and we got rid of it when I was like 15. <laughs> we had it for like a year and a half, and <laughs> we were like, "Fuck just this!" Weren't into cable. Well, we had where we <laughs> where we lived. Like, if you were one block over, you'd get cable. But if you were on our street, you could only get satellite. And, like, so we got satellite, but it was also, like, so windy and shit that our satellite never worked. <laughs> and then they kept, like, raising the price of satellite. And my parents were like, fuck you, Kyle. We don't care if you want to watch Monday Night Football. We're not doing this. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So that was when I got rid of it. <coughs> uh, I didn't get cable or inter- uh, or internet until I was 17. You didn't get internet until you were seven? Not even dial-up? No. Uh, we finally got dial-up internet when I was 17. What? <laughs> yeah. What were you jerking off to? Sorry I see, to jump I'm literally right to about it. to ask. Because you're taking magazines. Imagina- like a imagination. I had a, a, a <laughs> young Lindsay Lohan poster above my bed. Fucking Professor X over here using his imagination. <laughs> yeah, just, wa- just flying through the fucking space. <laughs> flying through space and time, just having my own. Just banging. Like, it has nothing to do. And it doesn't have anything to do with women. It's more just like, energy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, banging, he's banging a tray from the never ending story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, I I uh, I didn't get yeah cable or internet until then. I just had basic shit. It was out of principle. My I we would say we want cable or we want internet so we could do this and that. And my and dad was dad just more like, like go, go outside. Out. He'd be like go chop wood. Yeah, he was <laughs> just like no, just you know you want you get your own money. You could buy your own internet and cable yeah. if that's what you want. But it came to a point where it's like you know my mom needed it for work. We needed it for like research papers and email and all that <laughs> research. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> happy Sounds research. like you had a good dad. Happy Father's Day at all. Oh, happy Father's oh, Day. Oh, yeah. Though. Happy Father's Day. Shit, you call I need to dad? call my dad as soon as this podcast is over. You Come son on. of a bitch. I texted him earlier, but I need to call him. See, I had an excuse. My dad's f- driving through Canada, and he doesn't have service. Oh. Yeah, what? I have an excuse for you. My dad's dead. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's alive. Love you, Dad. Uh, he's oh, never <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw you FaceTime him like two weeks ago. Yeah, no, he's... He's like, that's not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I literally for a second I was like, "Wait, was that a stepdad?" Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just bring it to a halt right He's here. Like <clears throat> Happy Father's Day, all except me, because my dad's dead. Reed's going to put down the cat because it won't shut the fuck up. Oh, also, welcome to the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. Back at it. Back at it. After a little hiatus. Actually, this is probably the shortest hiatus we've had in a very long time. Still a hiatus. Still a, that's all we do. Come back is from hiatus. Hi- is hiate hi- hi- Is that the plural? Hiatai. Hiatai. It's like cactus, but... I'm back from Hiatai. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's a samurai word. Hiatai. Anyways, my name is Kyle Ruff. (laughs) (laughs) Joining you yet again. uh, To my right is Matt Newland. Say hello. 
Peace to all, my loves. It's kind of gay. And then across <laughs> is Reed. Hail Satan, fuckers. That was yeah. way more metal, dude. <laughs> yeah, take, <laughs> take note. No, that's what we do. It's a juxtaposition. I'm super cool, and he's a dick. You're and the, and Kyle, as always, is a centrist, yes. And I, yes. <laughs> and I have no radical opinions about anything. <laughs> you just want us to burn, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we got a um, readcast. A readcast coming yeah. out. We got a read appearance back a on read the program. Appearance. I had to make an appearance because we had a very important topic to my life today. We did. We did. We were gonna. I guess we should just jump right into it. I don't know if Fucking there's anything a, else to know. catch up on. Um, uh, other than come see us this weekend with Corey David, it's gonna be a great time. Yep, and we'll plug that eighteen more times during this podcast. At least. And yep. you had a show today. And we well. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> we can hit it quick. We've been doing uh, open mics with Steamboat Creates yep. in town, which yeah, is kind have. of like the uh, the art the art center of Steamboat over at the train depot, where we went and saw a Cabaret with. Uh, Kaylin Smith, shout out to Kaylin Smith. The very lovely Kaylin Smith. The very lovely Kaylin Smith. Um, but yeah, we did a, just a little open mic there. They it's a cool ass room. If you could pack it out, that'd be a great show. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of starting to think like uh, maybe we should do that. I think that could be an, a gr- good idea, and that it is a good idea. A good idea. Not even could be a good idea. I think it is a good idea. Well, uh, we'll circle back. We'll circle yeah, back for that. Circle back. To I mean, it. we got a good thing going with Schmigadies. Write that so, down. Write it down. Anyways. So, come see us this weekend at Schmickety's Friday and Saturday night with Corey David. It's going to be a great time. But let's get down to brass taxation, as mm-hmm. they say. Without representation, is, yes, baby. It's also theft. Um, we all just watched the incredible George Carlin documentary, The American Dream. Is that what it's called? Is it The American Dream? Or George? just, yeah, The American Dream. I, I think it's George Carlin's American Dream. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Directed by Judd Apatow, the great Judd Apatow. Friend of the show. Shout out Jed Apatow. King of the <laughs> comedy. Friend of the show. He listens every week. He listens every week. He was, we were the basis for the movie Funny People. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. People think it was Adam Sandler. He just was happened to be it. Yeah, Leslie you know. Mann was based off of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very sensitive 40-year-old woman. That you are. She actually had to thin down to play that role, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> fucking horse of a woman that Leslie Mann there's <laughs> one good line speaking of funny people before we get into that yeah. one good line from funny people maybe in the whole movie I don't know it wasn't that great I kind of liked it though yeah we there's, had his up and down yeah there's one good line where like they're at the ex's house and Seth Rogen's like getting anxious and shit he's like alright I need to go to the store and get some cigarettes and Adam Sandler's like why and he goes because I'm addicted to them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted to them. There's a there's a funny part in that movie where he's talking to the doctor, and the doctor's just like, "Oh, it's very nice to meet you. I love all of your movies." He's like, "I love all of your movies too." He goes, "Which ones?" He goes, "The ones where you try to kill Bruce Willis." Because <laughs> yeah. he, he looks like Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, he, lo- he yeah, looks yeah. like a big old like Eastern European terrorist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it is a good movie. I actually liked it. I it's, like it's well, classic Joe Apatow because it's like dramatic yeah. more than it is. Yeah, it's, it's, he's good. At, he's the master of like. The very funny rom com. Yes. Yeah. But uh, no, my God, favorite. he is. That's a good way to put right? it. Right? Yeah. But yeah, like knocked up, very funny, but it's a rom com. Kind of a rom com. Yeah, yeah. Uh, funny people, same thing. Four year old virgin. That's exactly what it is. It might be the best rom com of all time now that we're thinking about Honestly, it. Honestly. Four year old virgin. It's any, up there. It's definitely up there. Dude, I get, I get chills when they're playing when he's on the bike trying to chase her down to the end and they start playing the Asia song. I'll never be so bad. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm like, oh, my One goose bumping up. and I would fall from you grace. grace. He, he said yes. from the beginning that he never wanted to make straight comedies of silly. He wanted to make dramatic, emotional movies that happened to be funny. Right. And, he, and he nailed it. Of, yeah. uh, Absolutely. Because of? Fucking. Freaks and Geeks? No, what's the dude I was just, uh, uh, Gary Shandling. Oh, Gary Shandling. Gary, yeah, he was a protege of Gary Shandling. That's sure. like all Gary Shandling God, was I kind of want to go back and watch all of Gary Shandling. Have stuff. a message. We'll watch the doc. Speaking of documentaries, watch the Gary Shandling documentary that Apatow also did. Okay. Because it'll and fucking wrap a lot of and, shit And up. that seems to be the approach he took to the Carlin doc where it's a serious documentary about a serious philosopher. It just happens to be really funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it's George Carlin. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we jump in, I want to give you my favorite line from Funny People. Yes. I thought about it. it was their James Taylor. Is oh yeah, the, he's doing the show. James Taylor's doing the show with Adam Sandler, and it's it's James yes. Taylor, I guess, opens, and then Adam Sandler's doing his thing afterwards as his character, and uh, Seth Rogen and uh, Jason Schwartzman are the comics who open for him, and uh, Seth Rogen is just sitting next to uh, James Taylor, who's playing himself, and they're just kind of standing there, and he it's like awkward and quiet. He just goes, "Yeah, we get tired of playing the same songs all the time." And James Taylor just kind of pauses and goes. You ever get tired of talking about your dick? <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of like, Good like gives a nod, like fair point, and then it's yeah, it's a little scene. Anyways, so, so uh, the George Carlin doc was four hours, two parts. Yes, if you haven't seen it, it's on HBO. Um, it's yeah, two parts. They have there's like two episodes. There's a part one, part two. Both are about two hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, give or take. Uh, in my mind, just quick thoughts off the bat that. Doc solidified Carlin as the best to ever do it. Oh, there it is. He said it. I'm I'm throwing down the That's a hot take. Which, I mean... That's a hot take. It's not too hot of a take, because everyone had him in basically the top two. It's a piping hot take. (laughs) (laughs) Bold. Watch your hands. That's That's a hot, hot, hot take. Can I just just say something? Led Zeppelin's a great band. Oh, my God. (laughs) Whoa, dude. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. You guys, you guys. I really like the Beatles. <laughs> but uh Well it is. It's always Pryor or Carlin. It's always Pryor or Carlin. Yeah. And there's I mean nothing against Pryor, but the ex- the insane longevity that yeah. Carlin had. And also how many different hats he wore. He wore a lot of hats. How many things he did. He revolutionized as an artist. He changed so much. So he, he was great, then he sucked, then he came back, he was greater. Like, right. And it was but it was never when he changed, it was never like Never like I have to fit in necessarily. It was more like I'm finding a new like part of myself. I'm finding a new voice. Yes. And he was also on the same note like him and Richard Pryor both did movies. I thought I I don't know. I never thought that Pryor was that great in movies. As much, I think I thought he was a better stand up than he was an actor. As much as he definitely. did definitely. Yeah. He did a lot of movies though. I mean he had those movies with uh, like Gene Wilder and shit like that. I don't think any of them really hold up. Um the what's the one around the train? It's like the silver bullet or Blazing something like saddles? that. Yes. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's what you're talking about. That's the other black guy from the seventies. Yeah. No, um, no, I thought he was okay. <laughs> derailing it. I mean Carlin wasn't a great actor either though. He was Aside so people casted him to be Carlin. They were like, "We need this yeah. guy just yeah, for yeah. this exact part." Well, it was. It's funny though because the I grew up and they showed in the uh, the documentary that Happy Time Station. Yeah, that's yeah. how that that was like Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, that's how I knew Carlin. I grew up when I was like that's so crazy. When I was like four to like six years old. That was my shit. That was my favorite TV show, and George Carlin was the conductor. That's wild. And like as much as like. 
like my mom, shout out to my mom because she listens to the show. My mom is not like necessarily like a raunchy person. Like she's, you know, like a in her personal life, relatively straight laced and like was like our youth group leader in church and things like sure. that. Sure. But she was always kinda like there was like a hint when she'd be like, dude, George Carlin, like he's the man. Really? Like, yeah, oh always. She was like it was always kind of insinuated that like she loved George Carlin and it was because he would say wild shit and my mom was like, This guy's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And so even from like a young age, I'd be like I remember, like, that guy, he's the conductor. My mom would kind of be like, yeah, he's also the man. And I'd yeah. be like, okay, right on. Yeah. So, yeah, from a young age, I kind of, I don't know, Carlin was always just, like, there in the background. Whenever I saw him, I wasn't like, who's this guy? I was like, oh, he's fucking George Carlin. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. He's just the best. And like I said, he's he's been through so many things, so many voices. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to approach it. Should we like walk through the whole thing? I don't know. I want necessarily spoil well it for for, for starters. Uh, like I was telling Matt, if it, if there's any reason to see this, I it's rare when you watch a documentary more than once for entertainment value. You can watch a movie a thousand times because you love it, but once the message is across, you're never going back to watch it again. The only documentary I watch over, I've watched more than once, is Religious, just because it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, but other than that, like no one's like watching Bowling for Columbine. Six Days or, of the like, Making, the South Park dudes. I've watched that one like four or five times. Really oh no, yeah. shit! Nice. Well, that, yeah. That's only like forty-five minutes or an it's hour. It's like a, a little over an hour. Is it a little over an hour? hour? Okay, hour that is really good. That but was fuck. But anyway, this yeah. documentary Neil though Blake about Carlin, <laughs> I could watch this over and over and over again just to remind myself how how enlightening it is to be an American. Yeah. Just like, this is like, I, I can't wait to sit my kids down and be like, get ready. I'm yeah. about to show you one of the most important voices in human history. And you have to you have to start from his childhood to the day he dies to understand him fully. There is no oh, fast yeah. way. you got to watch the whole thing. Definitely me, like, like showing the, the beginning and all the transformations. Like, I knew that he had kind of, like, I'd seen pictures of him in his, like, the the seven dirty words face. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever seen it when he was that young doing like the hippy dippy weatherman shit. Yeah. So um, I grew up with uh, these uh, box sets of Johnny Carson. My mom had like the best of Johnny Carson. That was my first introduction to him. So I got to see nice. him like in black and white in the sixties on Johnny Carson doing the hippy dippy weatherman and then doing his rants with a gray beard in the eighties and shit. And like that was my first introduction. I was just like, This guy's a big deal. I haven't even dove into him yet, and he's about as important to pop culture in my family as like John Lennon. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. I didn't find out about Carlin until this is embarrassing, but until college. Really? Which is wild. I, I knew like who Bill Burr was before I was like before you knew who George Carlin I was. I swear wow. to God, Whoa. yeah, it's fucking yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but it's the truth. And yeah, I you should be fucking embarrassed. Like I don't even know why you're my friend. Shit. Like, really? <laughs> oh, Carlin's good at stand up. Big deal. You're kind you of guys. a fucking loser. Oh dude. my God, <laughs> I love Ron White's the best to ever. Do it, and I'll die by that. All right, and um. He's right there. Is Ron, I love Ron White. Ron White's a genius, man. He's 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 what's up. Really good, but. Anyway, when I discovered, I mean, uh, Ellen digressiness. I don't, uh, don't Ellen digress. Show me, <laughs> all right. He'll digress, Tyson. Um, <laughs> I wonder how many puns we can get of that. But I remember. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to get a way to get Degrassi in there, but I didn't know how to make it. I don't know how to put yeah. it in quick. It can be done. <laughs> okay, give me a second. I'll come up with it. Yeah, no worries. Continue. Next time we digress, throw it in. Time is relative. Yeah, <laughs> a flat circle. But I remember, like, what the documentary did for me was just remind me of how fucking badass Carlin was 
Didn't give a fuck. Didn't give a single fuck. You say like a lot of people don't give a fuck when they go on stage guy, and all these actually, guys. Especially like, when he was older too. Dude, yeah. He Calling would literally get on stage and be like, I fucking don't care about any of no, you. And people be fuck like, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck, fuck what's going on. Yeah. Can all suck my dick. It almost he got kind of like, dark. Whoa. Like Colbert was saying when he was like, yeah, that one, the second to last special, he's like, I wasn't that into it. He's like, kind of like. Made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he just he was just could not g- give it a fuck anymore. Yeah, it's the one where it's not the last one; it's the second to last one. I think it's called "You Are All Diseases" or something like that. But it's he's got all the gravestones around him. Yeah, that one's really dark. The last his last one I religiously like watched on repeat in high school. Um, it was called "It's Bullshit and It's Bad for You." Oh, and was he that d- two thousand eight was. No, I that was two thousand six. New York was two thousand. That was the fucking one I watched. Jam in like, New York Whoa. is one of the best. And that, yeah, like you can say this. It was type really, of shit. really, really good. Yeah, it's amazing. But like that was that was the biggest thing too. We talked about before that um, uh, one of the th- things that made Norm Macdonald so great is that he wasn't afraid to bomb. The other, yeah. the only other he guy you can say he didn't give a fuck. Didn't Norm care. Yeah. He was just like you know, uh, it was what was the phrase he said? Like being a comic is like being a superhero. You're not going to save everyone, so you just got to go out and just say fuck it. Right. Uh, George Carlin. My uh, the only person I personally know who has seen George Carlin live is my uh, buddy Nick, who is very shout out to Nick Carlesimo. Nick Carlesimo, friend of the show, big big Front influential person in my life. He saw George Carlin like a few years before he died in uh, Lansing. He went to the school at no Michigan shit. State, and he said most of his friends that went didn't think it was funny and didn't laugh. Do you think that's he because he it was, was rant? It was ra- it was a pre-scripted rant. From start to finish for an hour. Good. And all it did was <laughs> shit on big governments and corporations. He shat on East Michigan State big time. And <laughs> yeah. like he said, there were a few chuckles, but it was more like being a, a class. Like more of like a lecture. Yeah. That's how I always thought, thought about because a guy who gets uh, compared to him all the time is Bill Hicks. Yes. And when I yeah. watched Bill Hicks comedy, the, I've only seen, I think, one special and a few other clips. But I was always like, this is smart and I get it, but yeah. I'm not laughing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's the way I always felt watching them. I was like, this is like, that's a good point. Not a, There's no punchline there. But, but it also, yeah. it leads to the fact, like we were talking about earlier, we're like, man, ev- everyone says, I wish we knew what Carlin would think about what's going on right now. Yeah. And that can also be said for Bill Hicks, though. Very true. I would be like, yes. I Very wonder true. what the fuck Bill Hicks would want to say about this. Yeah. And that goes more to like the philosopher. Like, Carlin was the first comedian to be the philosopher, the philosopher or was Lenny Bruce I? that guy was I, he, uh, he was more of like I don't know Lenny Bruce well enough to answer that question I think I he, was he was more of just no he was more of like way. groundbreaking as far as like material but he wasn't like thinking about society as a whole okay. it wasn't going From as like, deep, like he not would, nearly he would point things out that he thought were absurd but he didn't have any like like revolution Revelation, revolution, dude. That's a lotion. Like the, 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 that's the, a lotion for the libertarians. Fucking, the, <laughs> yes, the, the revolution. revolution. Revolution brought to you by the Libertarian Party. <laughs> right yeah. here on the arm. You could rub some revolution on that revolution <laughs> yeah, that's, tattoo. That's how it doesn't dry out. That's how liberty doesn't dry out. Anyway, as far as like philosophy and comedy, yeah, goes, I don't think that Carlin. no one ever talks about Lenny Bruce in that way. Uh-uh. Kind of like the guy said in the documentary, and same with like Pryor for that matter, and a lot of other comics that are great. Like not only not only was Carlin so unique and so funny because like we were talking about earlier, like not only would he give you some insight about like you know. 
pollution and shit that you wouldn't think about before. But also, it'd be like, doesn't it suck when like you got to pick wedgies out of your ass? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 That, the whole did a spectrum. great that, fucking job on that. Too. Yes, I, I love like, how they don't forget that he was also funny as fuck. Silly, yeah. Yes. Still, still like, love fart jokes and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's like South Park to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yes. Trey, Trey Parker might be the next closest to that, where it's like. I'm gonna make a brilliant yeah. point and a comment on society, and also like a dancing gonna piece be, of poop. So yeah, someone's gonna shit all over the walls yeah. in this episode. You get a few right. Jew jokes in there as well. Yes, exactly. You know? I like how I, they I pointed out his yeah. his format for every HBO special because I started to see a trend in it as a young kid. The more and more I watch him, he always opens with a really weird, silly joke. Carries the crowd, and the third act is the dark philosophical shit, and then it ends. Yeah, yeah. He always comes out. The first thing is like, you ever stare through a chain link fence? And you swear it's fucking moving, and then everyone <laughs> just dies. <laughs> and he like, just fuck. Yeah, he yeah. just and he just goes with that. It's the same fucking thing. That was the other thing I didn't know until watching the documentary. He rehearsed every single show from start to finish and recorded it before he ever did it. Yeah, that is so. Oh my well, that's, god. That's the juxtaposition like we were saying like he didn't give a fuck but also he was a perfectionist which yes, is the opposite. Yes, you know yes. what I mean? Which is wild. Like he was he was so meticulous his writings and yeah, he would he would record his whole set and he would like tell the director like the laughter is going to be here and I'm going to pause for this long and I'm going to do this. Damn, yeah. Which is insane and also didn't give a fuck at the same time. Yeah. At least as far as like you know, or I don't know, maybe that's all uh, an act, and like we were talking about earlier, too. But I think the shit he was saying was portraying that he didn't give a fuck. Right. He was, again, meticulous about the shit he was saying. If he's right. like, so if he gave a fuck. If I'm going to do it, that. I'm going to do it he, right. Yeah. He gave a shit about that, but the the jumble of right. the meat of the, the material was... Was, I don't fuck care. you guys. He was yeah. meticulous about the message, but he didn't give a fuck if you liked the message. Yeah, the exactly. Message was, go fuck yourself. Yeah, the message was you you're a disease. <laughs> yeah. And you're fucking plague that on the also, They also uh, touch on the documentary about like a lot of comics are like, you got to write on stage. You got to write on stage. That's what we do. And they're like, Carlin never wrote on stage. Yeah. He knew everything he was going to say from the minute he went on fucking stage. Yeah. yeah. The minute he got off. Yeah. And that's a li- maybe that's where the difference between comedian and philosopher goes. Probably. You know he I- was this fucking close to being a professor. He was that close. It was his wife who said, no, I'll help you put the show together and I'll help you go on the road. Oh. Because he was about to say, fuck it, I want to take care of my family. I can get a job being a professor. He could have just been this lecturer at Berkeley forever. And think how good he would have been at that. Oh, my Holy God. That's basically Shit. what he, he was doing. He would have gotten fired, bro. I mean, or he would have changed that university. Like, Who knows? Back, like, back in the day, the universities were the place where you could say shit, and now okay, that's not, a good point. Uh, which is going back to what he would think today. He would probably look at what universities are doing to young people right now. He'd just be like, "They're a bunch of fucking mind-numbing ghouls." Oh yeah. You know? yeah. If we, and that's again like the thing is like if Carlin was here today, yeah, his take on universities. I think that most people in universities would not like it. His take on COVID would have been legendary. Oh, it his would have take been on like COVID would have just been here we go, no rights. Yeah, we none of us have rights. Exactly. He's like, you guys are gonna give it up for some sniffles. It's like something like that. Oh my! Picture him yeah. saying it. The, the the one of the main reasons that I am the libertarian that I am today is because of listening <laughs> That's the to the title George. of his book. <laughs> 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 it's just him pausing, like in the thinking position. <laughs> 
<laughs> the whole reason I am in that <laughs> mindset today straight up is because of his explaining about Japanese internment camps in World War II in America. Yep. He's saying, yeah. oh, you think you have rights? And he explains to these people why yeah. they don't have rights. It's like without due process, without a court or a lawyer, they said, get on the fucking train and get in the fucking, yeah. Uh, yeah. go to the camp because you don't have any rights. And they explained how because of that, they all go away all of a sudden. They're known as this threat in St. Louis. So what does that do? That creates barbershops where they put no fucking Asians allowed. Uh-huh. And it creates this racism. And you want to talk about the government creating racism in this country without even realizing they did it in the first place how fucking relevant is that today oh very much so oh my god like he oh, was yeah. just, like i can go on and on and on and yeah. on and on that he was just so right about all of it yeah all of it yeah oh god yeah no and he's he's very critical of the whole concept of rights which is spot on because like the the bill of rights is these things that we're supposed to have guaranteed and like basically from the get the government doesn't actually give a fuck. I mean, they were they were arresting journalists during the world wars and shit for speaking out against the war, you know? Yeah. And that was all while the First Amendment existed. That's yep. actually a lot of people don't know. Little little history fun fact. The whole idea we've all heard the idea of the First Amendment is yelling fire in a crowded movie theater. Like, are you allowed to do that? That trial had absolutely nothing about yelling had nothing to do with yelling fire in a crowded movie theater. That that trial was about journalists protesting the war and the government arresting them and ah. the, the yeah it had nothing that that was a hypothetical that they came up was like well are you allowed to yell fire in a crowded movie theater and they're like okay that's the line but then out of that they were like well you are allowed to criticize the war but the people who were on trial the reason i went to supreme court had nothing to do with anyone yelling fire in a movie theater okay. it was about journalists who were saying hey this war is horseshit and then the feds would just arrest them it's fucked. Fun facts. Kyle's all about fun facts these days. I am. It's I love taking them. over your life. I, I, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I have a problem <laughs> with fun, 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 fun facts. <laughs> What's another fun fact? I got to find one. <laughs> <laughs> Get on Instagram. There's got to be something about golden eagles. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kyle, that fact's not even fun. I'm like, all facts are fun. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that's, that's a Tom Segura joke. He's just like, yeah, you'll be at dinner with somebody. It's just like, you know, this spoons were actually made in the Roman times to build aqueducts. Like, will you please shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> right. Will you please shut the fuck up? But I'm sorry, like, uh, like Drake uh, in a wheelchair. I digressy. There it is. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, where are we at in the documentary? Talking about uh, uh, we so can but, talk about it, his wife. Yeah, well, she turned into I, an alcoholic, but she was also like the wind beneath his fucking wings. Well, what's they amazing, they were married for like forty years or something. It's incredible, like of especially now with celebrity marriages, like Willy Wonka versus the Chocolate Factory. There's that's Amber Heard trial is what. I'm <laughs> <laughs> he got it. There it is. Yeah. There you go. That's a poop joke. Thank you. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm not the first one to say that. that. So but fuck it. But you I only love make it. it so many times before it's irrelevant. So go. For yeah. It. So I'm just gonna keep hammering yeah. that at, one. At, at work, we're saying it now. If they're just like, "Hey, Reek, can you go down and get this?" I'll say Amber instead of heard. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you did there. Um, but like, it's so rare to see a uh, a celebrity marriage actually go the distance. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? And not, only, and not only did they go the distance, 
but they did it through like shit. absurd and maybe that's what kept them together is they kind of went through the shit together with their family yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. You know? But he was a road comic the whole fucking time. The whole time. Even when he got super famous for the seven dirty words, three years later he was back on the road doing fucking half empty rooms. Yeah. It's like holy shit. Yeah, George Carlin had to do that. Yes. He's yeah. A, he's he lived for it. And like even at the end when he had his show and he was just like when he's on Larry King and he's like People liked the show and it got good ratings, but he's like, not for me. I'm a road comic. Yeah. And that's dude. the way it is. Yeah, he was on the you set know? of Dogma talking to Chris Rock, and Chris Rock's like, Can you give me any advice about show business? He goes, Oh, I'm not in show business. I'm a comedian. He's like, That's gangster as fuck. Yeah. yeah. He's like, You're <laughs> sitting on a movie set. You're yeah. telling me this. Yeah. He's just like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not here for this dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. He's like, This this thing we're doing, dumb. I can't wait to leave. Oh, my God. And how we could take a sidetrack to just talk about that great role. Oh, oh my God! Dogma? As the Cardinal, just yeah. like just like the tobacco companies, as oh, if we had their numbers, because <laughs> it's such a perfect fucking thing for him. Oh yeah! Oh my God! He's just yeah. He, George Carlin's take on religion alone can be just a class. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh yeah! In general, he has never put it more. No one's put it more perfectly. No one has influenced my take on religion more than fucking George Carlin. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Bar like, none. like you said the, the one documentary you've seen, Religious, yeah. more than once, that's basically just an extension of that George Carlin. Oh, 100%. That's all yeah. it is. And I think he even plays clips from it in the documentary, yep. I believe. He, yeah. he absolutely does. Yeah. And it's also the start of, uh, what's that great documentary, uh, Zeitgeist. Yeah, well, I was about to say that's one of the things that changed my life, my political view is Zeitgeist. Yeah, which I don't know if all of it actually holds up, but it was one of the first things I saw that made me really question everything. And a big chunk of that is them playing George Carlin's religious and is bullshit bit. But he loves you. But he loves you, and he needs more money. Money. (laughs) He's all knowing, all powerful. Just can't handle money. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking great. Also, when he talks about how they're in heaven smiling down, they're up there just smi- the face he <laughs> makes, yeah. smiling down. Well, that's that was part of his thing, why he could get away with being a philosopher and just like saying his thoughts, because he could just make a good point and just make the most ridiculous mannerisms with oh it, my God. and that was the punchline. Yeah. You could watch you know it what I mean? silent, and you'd laugh at his facial expressions. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. Oh, so good. And the voices and the sound effects, oh, they showed when he was early on, and he was doing the radio thing, and he's like... Oh, oh dude, that was that so was fucking talented. Yeah, I was talented. like, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That was out of fucking control. Incredible. Like, he was so, I mean, and he said that kind of in the beginning. He's like, I was always good with words. My piece of shit father, like, won some, like, speech award. Yeah. And then towards the end, when it shows him, uh, I can't remember what show he was on, but he brought his mother on. And he was kind of saying how his mother was, like, a piece of shit. He obviously didn't like his mother. But when you watch his mother answering questions, you're like... That's George Carlin. Yeah. Like she had the same facial expressions, the same timing, and she like, yeah. like stop the host and like look at him and be like, Well, yeah. this is George. It was like this. And yeah. like yeah, like I was like, I see where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, as much as like he didn't like his parents had his problems, I was like, Well, he was raised in the perfect environment to be that wordsmith and be that impressionist and the sound effects and everything, you know. He's a, a perfect, perfect example storm. that a lot of comedians come from some sort of childhood drama or shit household or something that really just the damaged goods. Yeah, a lot of comedians are damaged goods, and they use comedy uh, comedy as their outlet. And he's absolutely the pinnacle of that. Like Amazing. he he just said, like you know, my life is such shit that I needed to have humor, or else I couldn't exist. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The first the first half, the first part is very 
biographical. It really follows like his early life up until his rise and everything. The second half to me is the this is what he was this is what he was trying to say and this is like where the shit gets really fucking awesome that we right. see that we were left over with today. Well, it's amazing this cuz none of his HBO specials are in the first half. No. And you realize like how long cuz that's when he really hit his stride. Yeah. Is when he did his first HBO special and people were, I remember what was it? Was uh, that the one where he was he didn't like it though at the end of it? He was like, "Fuck, that sucked." No, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Well, and then I mean, it fucking blew up. Because I thought, I thought what, it was the, the first, first one you HBO especially did when he got off. He was like, God, I fucking wish I would have done yeah. two tapings. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. he only did it in okay. one taping. He's like, I wish I would have done two. And then five days later, it was the most talked about thing. Yeah. He was like, oh, maybe one was okay. Well, who was it that was uh, being interviewed and they were like, George Carlin's like, they didn't have, to, I think it was, might've been Kevin Smith. But they were like, he was like. Shout out to Kevin Smith. Love Kevin Smith. Yeah. Friend, friend of the show. Of the show. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> big fan. Uh, when he's like, his, his father like didn't have the verbiage for it. And he's like, he's just gonna go up there and tell jokes for an hour. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like this. Everyone's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and now that's just like everyone's like, oh, you got a special. Like he's got a special, and it's all an hour. And he like he set the standard. Yeah. For like what is what a comedy special uh, taping is. Yeah. Was kind of like what you read between the lines there. You know. Yeah. And uh, not only the standard of the special, but having multiple specials not far apart from each other. Yeah, I mean, he did one every like three years, material. basically. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's important. He kept the schedule to it. He, yeah. He's like, if I'm going to do this, I got to turn it around. Just like Louis C.K. is just like, you know, every January first, I throw it all out and I start again. Yeah, so that's, Louis is the new standard, but Louis cranks out a new hour special like every year or or a year and a half or yeah. something like that. Unless he gets caught jerking off. And then he's got to take a five-year yeah. break. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Louis C.K., friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show, Louis C.K. I'd, I'd watch Louis jerk off in front of me. I mean, if he asked. Yeah. Which apparently he did. So, I mean, I'd be like, oh, But even like he said, he goes, even if you ask him to say, say yes, no. don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't so do funny. it. Just don't, just don't do it. It's like, you know, that was when he first came back. He's like, you know, everyone's got your thing. He's like, well, everybody in America... Knows my thing. <laughs> Obama knows my Obama. thing. That was such a good line. <laughs> Obama knows my thing. Well, that's funny because uh, that just reminded me. We yeah, sidetrack. Broken Lizard, uh, the the group, the comedy group that made Super Troopers. Yeah, Club Dread. I just Dread. watched Beer Fest. I love those. Those Amazing. are fucking great movies. So they did a live show in college. And I think I might have told this story before on the show about how I like kind of like got a chance to hang out with them a little bit while they were there, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But that was... Uh, Ke- there was a point in the show where uh, Kevin Heffernan, mm-hmm. Farva, the big dude, just yeah. went up and like basically did like stand up in the middle of it. But he was talking about uh, how in Super Troopers when he's g- the the scene where they're throwing powdered sugar on him and they're calling yeah. him D Lyser or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or D Louser, I can't remember. The but lice hate the sugar. Yes, they hate the sugar. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> but uh, but his dick is out in it, and like he's sitting there on stage, and he's like, everyone's seen that movie. Everyone's seen my dick. He's Everyone's like, Everyone's seen my cock. He goes, Obama said that he's seen Super Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Obama's seen my dick. <laughs> That's so wild. That is so bizarre, yeah. dude. And that was while Obama was in office still. That was, that was what, 2009 or 10? Yeah, that was early college. Yeah. Anyways, um, but I. Go Neil ahead. digress Tyson. Thank you. Getting back on, <laughs> but. Okay, so going back to the whole philosopher standpoint, how Carlin sure. was the first one to do that really be a philosopher and a comedian at the yeah. same time. Yep. I don't know if, do you think that's a good thing? 
Yes. For comedy? I think it's a great thing. You because do? comedy... you got a bunch of these fucking assholes. Well, then, well comedy is the only avenue the for it. the goddamn world. Well, one, there is... One th- fucking joke at a time. There is an epidemic... Uh, and this is not necessarily a hot take from us. A lot of people talk about it, especially that are in like New York and L.A. And I think even in Denver, I've seen it before a little bit of uh, applause comedy. Thank you. I was just about to go to that. This where people people go up and they're just like, uh, abortion is a human right. And everyone in the audience goes. Yeah, yep. You yeah. see it on uh, Real Time with Bill Murray. You see it on The Daily Show. Yeah. And yeah. You're, like, <laughs> you're like, where's the fucking joke? See, that's the difference is Carlin would do that shit. And partially just because he's naturally funny, but also largely because he would write a punchline with it, too. Yeah. Like he would have a point that was funny. And so he could do that and get a joke across. And that's if you're going to be a comedian philosopher, then that's that's the the perfect example of how to do it. And that's again, like what I was saying about Bill Hicks is my beef with Bill Hicks. We had a lot of beef over the years. Me and him. Yeah. I'm glad you guys figured it out though. Yeah. I'm not actually, he just died, but, uh, <laughs> the government killed him by the way. Did they? Just like Bob into Marley. You'd really yep. be into it. Yeah. Is that like the people versus John Lennon or yeah. the government versus John Lennon? Yeah. 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 There's a conspiracy about it. It's pretty cool. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. He started talking shit about Waco and then like three years later he was dead. Dude, talk about some fun facts. Yeah. Waco is... Uh, have you not seen so fucking Bill fucked. Hicks' Waco bit? I don't think I have. It was like right after it happened. Oh, God. That's courageous. Fucking, yeah. No, it's, Waco it's is the most fucked thing that basically ever happened. Yeah, it's another example that these, um, these uh, three acronym agency another three acronym agency that doesn't need to exist yeah. so they're all useless well the guy the guy who was in charge of it and like killed all the children by the way i believe and don't quote me on this but i'm uh, pretty sure i just heard that more children were killed in waco than all school shootings combined no but there were not <laughs> there were not there were not hundreds oh, no, of children no, in I'm that sorry, house not, not there was combined. like maybe 30 children that not died. combined but it's the biggest Murder of children, mass murder of children. It's real bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's real bigger bad. than Columbine. It's bigger than Sandy Hook. They locked him in a house combined. and killed them. Yes. yes. Well, they they lit them all on fire. They yeah. all burned to death. So anyways, fuck the government. But again, we uh, Ellen digress show. Show. <laughs> Come back to the Ellen digress show. So yeah, but the point is, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with a comedian preaching. In fact, I think that like that's one of the best parts of comedy is when you can hit at like a taboo subject. Or like a vein that a lot of people haven't thought about. Like you, you get them to see something in a different way. Okay. I think that's great. But you got to be funny, and you can't just be like, "I support the current thing." Like, Putin is bad. Right. So yeah. that that's what I was about to say. Is stand up is the only uh, art form, the only vessel where you can say stuff that's against the grain and get Unless away you're with in it. Canada, then well, you're in jail. well, like the just just like what we were talking about, like on the Daily Show, on HBO, on uh, Fox, they all have this pre agenda where they are trying to appease, like racism's bad. Everyone applauds. They're like, you know, you know, Putin's a really bad person. Where stand up comedy is the only vessel where you can say, like, I fucking love Putin. I can't wait to hang out with him. And I'm happy that Kobe Bryant's dead. You can't. <laughs> no, Ari Shafir tried that. Yeah, I was about work. to say. <laughs> you can't do that on TV, but you can do that on a fucking stage. Yeah. And sometimes it'll suck, or sometimes you'll be like George Carlin, but that is the only place where you can do it. Yes. And yeah. I think Since Greece till now, it's just a dude in a cloak standing there. Li- listen to me on my soapbox. Is that what Greece was? No, I'm saying. No, <laughs> the country. God damn it. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm talking about philosophy. <laughs> oh, no, I thought. 
I thought John you meant Travolta? John Travolta. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, can you believe what this <laughs> tragedy is? I don't know. Did she put up a fight? <laughs> oh What's the deal with Watergate? <laughs> and so <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Did Lee Harvey Oswald act a lot? I don't know. <laughs> what about Degrassi? No, I don't know. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. There's no way one bullet can do that much damage. Just don't touch my hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah don't touch my hair. <laughs> kind of like how Kennedy's got hair got touched by that bullet. How did oh, they do that? Oh, God. Anyways. Holy shit. <laughs> For a guy that loves his hair that much, he's sure in a lot of convertibles. You know what I mean? Grease. <laughs> Pulp Fiction, yeah, lot of dr- driving a lot of convertibles for a guy who's got good hair, and that's coming from a guy with hair. That's a risky move. All right, here's a here's a fun little fact? fun fact. No, it's a it's oh. a it's a, it's a it. interview question. It a fun fact, it's though. an interview question. You can call anything. If George fact. Carlin really? was if George Carlin was still alive, what about my stand-up? <laughs> <laughs> George Carlin. If George Carlin was still alive and he was on comedians and cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, what car would he bring up to take George Carlin out to coffee? Oh God, a fucking <laughs> what? What? A Dodge it, Dart. That's what it would be, because that's what he toured the country with his wife in. Oh, Ooh, nice. I wasn't gonna say anything fancy. You know, something answer, kind of like yeah. older but Very. normal. Maybe like um, yeah, like some sort of like commuter, like a, a, a Nova maybe or something like that. Yeah. Or it's yeah. like a Navy car because he was in the Navy. What's like a, like? Oh, that's a, right. He was those, in the Navy. Like, yeah, that's how they started. Jeeps or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those fucking a Humvee. A Humvee. I don't know. If was they that you those. trying to get a nerdy answer into? Yeah, that was kind of. That's where it went. I thought. I thought we were being not funny <laughs> on this podcast. We're being Carlin historians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Waco. We're not going for the joke anymore. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but again, enough about my comedy. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the philosophy, to wrap it up, though, I think it's good that, yeah, you can do philosophy while you do stand-up, but you also don't have to. <laughs> you absolutely don't. Going and that's, back to Norm that's, McDonald. That's you why, know what I mean? Well, yeah, and that's why Carlin, that wasn't his whole thing. And that's, again, yeah. uh, again, the juxtaposition of Bill Hicks versus Carlin is Bill Hicks had less shit. And, again, I'm not, I don't maybe know Hicks as well as I should, but from what I've seen... He wasn't out there making dick jokes in the same way that Carlin was no. and sprinkling them. He was in telling between. people in marketing to go kill themselves. Yeah. Have you seen that bit? No. It's a great bit. He literally just says, if you're in marketing, kill yourself. <laughs> this is not a joke. <laughs> kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. I'm doing no justice. I got I to gotta maybe do some more Hicks research. But yeah. yeah. Um, but going back to uh, Norm MacDonald, he's got the new joke on his special about the mo- how comedians are modern day philosophers. Yeah, he goes. Isn't that kind of a, a jab at, you know, modern day philosophers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're out there. That's good. Yeah. yeah. You know, thinking of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're just a little sage fright. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Classic McDonald. That's really good. Thank God now we have podcasts where everyone can be a modern day philosopher. That's we are right. You're spilling philosophy. That's out what there. we do. God damn it! Mm. Take them in. Pallet them up. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He asked the philosopher, how's how's your wife? He says, compared to what? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Steve, Steve Martin was a philosophy uh, major, and he said, like, you know. And he also didn't philosophize on stage very much. Like, talk about a almost. not preachy guy. He was all silly, and he yeah. was a philosophy major. Yeah, but well, he, he just what? had an education yeah. in thinking outside the box. That's all a philosophy. I mean, when you have a, when you do a major in philosophy in college, you go on to work for like Fortune 500 companies, or, you st- or you're a strategist for like a startup, or you're teaching. Basically, like there's yeah. no real actual job. It's just a way of thinking. Yeah. And people are attracted to that in a very certain specific yeah, sense. Kind of like yeah. gender studies. Yeah. But, or just liberal liberal arts degrees in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a way of thinking. It's not yeah. good for anything. But I love ceramics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, so so I'm trying to think where, I, where the next jumping part uh, is. I mean, I thought it was really interesting about... Um, because we've all, all three of us at this table have dabbled in the psychedelic experience. Yeah. Yes. And I thought that was interesting how they just kind of straight up were like, he was the straight lace guy, and then one day he did acid. Yeah. And then he wasn't anymore. Then he yep. wasn't like was long-haired. It was like that quick. Yeah. It was like, w- there's actually a lot of comparisons between Willie Nelson and George Carlin. Really? Because uh, Willie Nelson, he started out being the guy who goes on Ed Sullivan and whatever. He wears the nice suit. He's trimmed up. And he's doing like the nice honky-tonk country duo, you know, with the guy on and stage. And he smokes weed out of an apple one well, time. Slowly but surely, he started to see this culture shift. And he's just like, wait, like, do, like how George Carlin was like wait what the fuck am i doing i'm doing the slapstick comedy for these kids parents and i don't like the way that they're these nixon people think and that was the same way that willie nelson was he was like i want to be part of this movement because i'm a creative thinker and i want to do things different so that's when you started to see the ponytails and the and the bandana and all of a sudden he's a lot happier and part of that had to do yeah he was just in a green room with some black guys, some black jazz players, yeah. and they gave him some weed, and that was it. And, then, and he was boom. just like, what am I fucking doing? <laughs> like, oh my do. God. And he had the same shift. And by the way, he was like approaching his late 30s, early 40s when he did that. Same as Carlin. This wasn't some come, come to age thing at 18 where like, I found myself and now I'm going to do this. He was yeah. just like already had kids. And he was just like, fuck all this. Yeah, he's This like, is stupid. Yeah. Like, I don't care if people don't like me, but I'm not going to be a part of this. Yeah. And they, they very much coincide with each other because yeah, they, they're doing the same time. I, I don't know that much about uh, Sir William. Uh, but in the documentary, it says he took the acid and then he, from the sounds of it, he had a, a quote bad trip no such thing as a bad trip when you're really in the psychedelic game but he didn't have a good time and he like punched a picture of himself of the, yeah. like the straight laced guy oh no he it and he was like bleeding from yeah, punching yeah he was like, crying he was in his literally room. like he was killing himself yeah which psychedelics can make it's the depth of the ego that. yeah you know what i mean yeah it's well, a reset button and then he created a new hippie guy who does the seven fucking words mm-hmm. and blows up i don't know that's pretty interesting so go out there and try some acid, or if you want to be a creative thinker, is our that'll message. be the, the next podcast. It's like Dave Chappelle message. says with school shooters. It's like if you try drugs, skip school. Fuck it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you try drugs, try drugs. It's better than killing kids. You yeah, know, it's way better actually. <laughs> no, it, it is very eye opening. I will say it. I'm not part of. Uh, you know what? Everyone in Steamboat should do drugs. I think they are. Well, Good. not <laughs> fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, don't do fentanyl. <laughs> that would be so sad if George Carlin died of fentanyl, but he just died of old age. Yeah. Yeah. After a, a heart attack. After or two. a bunch of heart, heart attacks from doing coke. Wild. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do the white powder. Stick to the mushrooms and the acid. Yeah. Unless you really want to do the white powder. 
Uh, yeah, unless no, you're drunk and someone has it. That's <laughs> what it's supposed. Diamonds. Yeah. It's what it's supposed to do. Uh, it's supposed to make you look inside and see who you actually are. And like you said, deflate the ego. Like you don't care about what other people think. You don't care about anything. You're purely you. Yeah, that's when I knew I needed to stop taking acid. By the way, is I was taking it just to like, would if I'd go out and have some drinks, someone's like, you want to have to have? I would take it and I'd be like, I'm not growing anymore. You're I'm just not getting high. Yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to to get better or anything. I was like, I got to fucking stop doing this. Yeah. And then, you know, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and I'm finally whole. <laughs> you did it. I did it. And we made it and I'm whole. And I can literally smell your dirty laundry. Or I think it's your shoes. Yeah, that's probably my shoes. Those <laughs> are my shoes from the gym. Oh, that's oh, definitely nice. I thought stinky. it was this microphone for a while. I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, that makes sense because your breath smells like shit. I have a good smelling breath. It smells like wintergreen zins. <laughs> Brought to you by Wintergreen Zins. Wintergreen Zins. They don't sponsor us. The fuel of the podcast. You know who made fun of people with back backwards hats? George Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, and I was like, let's <laughs> grab my head, and I was like, I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that joke, personally. It kind of offended me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cancel George Carlin. I think George Carlin is a bad night. He just wasn't funny. My yeah, my uh, overrated. He just yes, said man. one thing I didn't like. I have a per- I have a personal <laughs> hatred jokes. for uh, military recruiters who go to high schools. Me too. And uh, part of that was fueled by a George Carlin joke and that I heard in high school. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, it's the one that he ta- they mentioned in the documentary where it's just like you know Republicans are all against abortion until you're 18. And then they love to go kill you. Yeah. It's like yeah they don't want to like kill you now. They want to wait till you're 18, and then you can go off. They want off. you to grow up and be cannon fodder. And exactly. Then, yeah, throw you out in the front lines yeah, so they can make money. It's because of hearing that, I didn't take it as a comedian. I was just like, oh, my fucking God, he's right. And then I'd see these you know, lieutenants come to my high school with a pull-up bar in the cafeteria the pull at lunchtime. pull-up bar, yes, they did and the these, same thing. Yeah, and these guys too. would nice. go up, and they do 30 pull-ups in the row. They're like, wow, you're a very driven young man. Have you, thought about, your, have you thought about your future? I w- and I, I, I see that, and I go home, and I tell my mom, I want to take that guy, throw him in a trunk, drive him to a bridge, throw him off, and watch him hit the fucking water and die, because <laughs> that's all he's doing to that kid. Yeah. And that yeah, and that a hundred percent had to do with George Carlin. George Carlin's like a fucking god to me. Like he really, I, 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 he I shifted the way I think in my life. Now and and uh, is fuck fuck what Jerry. I'm not even mean to interrupt you, but like fuck Jerry. What Jerry Seinfeld said at the end. He's so fucking incredibly pompous and into himself. He was what like, did he say? What he, did he, say? he said uh, he was talking about uh, the philosophy of George Carlin. What he says in he, the, the interviewer asked, does it make you think differently about life? What he says, he goes, I my mind has never been changed about yeah. anything from a joke I've heard from a comedian. He said, I've changed my mind about that comedian from jokes, but no, I've never changed my mind about That's anything. It's like Seinfeld. and fuck you and also. Dude. Hot take. That's why Jerry Seinfeld is not in the fucking same stratosphere of yes. comedy. Yes, you can only no, do your slapstick act. Sitcom stratosphere. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was another thing too. Is then Jerry Seinfeld also, in a hypocritical way, when they were talking about the sitcom, and he was like, "I didn't want to do sitcoms. Like, what I or like, I didn't want to do TV. Like, what I have to sit and wait for someone else to talk, and then I do it. And I'm like, bitch, you made all your money. You're off a fucking of that. billionaire. That didn't yeah. What would Jerry be doing? Making shitty fucking Coming to Schmigadies and doing comedy? Yeah, yeah right? Probably. <laughs> Running an we open could probably mic. book him here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Jerry Seinfeld. Obviously, yeah, that is kind of a pretentious way. Because he, he has to have had his mind fucking changed from a bit. 
He has to have. He had to have been to become who he is. Unless he is the most strong-willed, minded fucking person in the whole world. Well, honestly, Jerry Seinfeld probably only listens to himself and people he sees open for him is what it really is. And Sebastian Maniscalco. So apparently he wants to blow Sebastian Maniscalco. I don't know Sebastian Maniscalco. You know Sebastian Maniscalco? He's like one of the biggest fucking... I just like saying Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, he was was in uh, fucking Irishman. Yeah, they yeah. they whacked him in the restaurant. That's such a bummer that that's how you know him. I'm sorry. He's like, like sells out Madison Square Garden regularly and shit. Still? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's pretty funny too. Oh, okay, I have to check him out. He's good. Yeah. He's got. But the, anyways, he's got a, the bit about like. Apparently, he doesn't do any life changing bits though. He's got a bit about company. Like when he was growing up, company used to be a good thing. You'd hear a knock on the door, and it's great. And now I got you, good company coming. And now over, if yeah. you hear a knock on the door, you're telling your whole family to get the fuck on the ground. Who the fuck's at the door? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's he's got some good bits. Right. Werner Herzog. That said bit the, changed my life. There you go. Because I'm not a pompous ass. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Who bangs 14 year olds or whatever? He did. 17. Whatever. Yeah, uh, that's another thing. Did you know that that Jerry Seinfeld was dating a 17 year old when he was making Seinfeld as a 34 year old? What? But it's okay nope. in New York. Yeah, it's apparently it's totally fine. What? She was seventeen. My bar's were fif- openly My dating. bar's fifteen because Jimmy Page. Uh, <laughs> Calm down. I was with a fifteen. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I know about you and your love for that cover <laughs> band, Led Zeppelin. Okay, now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would get. You. <laughs> Fuck they you. stole all their music. Uh, is the point. But no, they just happen to be the biggest fucking band in the world and everybody wants a piece of it. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a piece of their openers. Anyway. Um, we Neil deGrasse Tyson again. Um, That's what we do. That is what we do. So, I don't know. I guess any um, any closing thoughts on the doc? Watch the fucking doc. Yeah, watch it. Um, like I said, it's Watch it it's and then do a podcast about it. You can just watch it over and over again. It's It's just as important to watch as... Oh, I don't know anything you're learning in school. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. And I like the, so at the end, they kind of do a big montage, and it's just him talking about how fucked he thinks the government is and, like, the American dream and, like, politicians are so fucked. And they show just uh, about 80 pictures in a row of, like, different people in politics and people in culture who are fucked up and weird. It was so good, dude. And it was good. And what I liked about it, just like George Carlin and unlike... Pretty much any goddamn comedians today, even the ones that are quote unquote philosophers, is it was completely bipartisan. Like he yep. would he would have George Carlin would have bits where he'd be like, These fucking Republican conservatives do this, and he'd have another bit where these fucking liberal Democrats yeah. do that. And in that montage they showed fucking, you know, a picture of Obama that says like, uh, I have a drone. Yeah. And then they had pictures, of course, like of Trump and everyone. And well, they had one with like Trump and Bill Clinton shaking hands and like all this shit. And it was just like, that's right. Like, yeah. It's not just. It's not. It's fucking, the system. Yeah. And like we've had like, like we both love Adam McKay, but that's one thing that drives me fucking nuts in Adam McKay's movies is the the end moral of all of his movies are like Republicans bad, Democrats good. Yeah. And I'm like. The Democrats are doing the same thing that you're fucking complaining about in this movie. There's a South Park yeah. episode about that where they're the uh, he, about the recession and uh, uh, Kyle takes all the debt. Yeah, because he's you know the G- Jesus the bank figure. One? Yeah, yeah, and it ends. It's just like, and who do we have to thank? Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's a perfect thing. It's just like, thanks, man. It's like, no, no, no. no. It's it's the whole fucking thing. Right. Nobody said it until George. 
Nobody yep. said it until him. And he wasn't afraid to criticize anyone. Jim Jeffries would have never had his whole famous gun control bit unless George Carlin existed. Yep. That would have never happened until uh, unless George Carlin. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know who else loves George Carlin? Your mom. Our girl Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, Tulsi. Tulsi loves George Carlin. I and has talked it. about George Carlin on uh, Joe Rogan before. Nice. Yeah. No, Tulsi's got a good head on her shoulders. She's based. She knows what's up. The uh, old guy came to the UPS store the other day and he was shipping uh, brain droppings, George Carlin's book. Oh, really? Yeah, he just put, said it. I was like, I need to ship that. And I was like, nice. Yeah, That's hell what's yes. up, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I'd dude. love to read that. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to read that. I, I need like, to check that out. You're the fucking man. Just some old, like, 65-year-old dude. I was like, you are you get it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so And also, you're too old to understand that you could just buy, a, uh, like, a digital book for your yeah. friend. <laughs> I, respect, I respected what he was doing. Hell yeah. I'm like, nice, bro. Yeah, it means a lot more when it's something physical you can hold in yeah. your hand. I sound like a fucking hipster. God damn it. Yeah, that's no, I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> I mean, happens. I've done a lot of... I, I have a shitload of audiobooks on Audible, and I listen to fucking nothing of them because you're not that's not reading a book it's not yeah it's too because you, you always do that while you're doing something else and you're not giving you, it your full you know attention. what i mean yeah. Yeah. you ever hear people like oh i'm reading this book and they're they have headphones in it's like you're not reading a book no <laughs> you shouldn't be able to say <laughs> you're that. listening to a guy talk about a book yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely insane that you think that's reading a book right yeah you're out of your mind it's not not the same i mean i do i mean i love podcasts and shit and i've done some audiobooks but it's it's just not the same no for sure. You take this podcast we're doing right now and you put it in a book, it would be way more influential <laughs> <laughs> than just listening People would to actually us. recognize us for the philosophers <laughs> that exactly. we are. Exactly. Goddamn right. get booked. I <laughs> <laughs> finally get some TikTok followers. Oh, my God. I've been trying to do a bit about TikTok for fucking ever. We might as well talk about it on here. I think TikTok is ruining stand-up comedy. I don't have TikTok, so I wouldn't know. I don't have it either. I think it's yeah. ruining. I th- the way I wanted to go with the bit, I'll just fucking sp- is like Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. Yep. And the the angle I'd go at is I think that's good. He got slapped. I think more comedians need to get slapped. Maybe then we'd have less assholes on TikTok posting shitty thirty second clips. Yeah. And we can just go back to stand up being a live art form. Boom. Yeah. That's my philosophy. I'm George Carlin, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just telling it as he is. I think Man it is. Nilling. I think it's fucking ruining. It is. Get they get some booked. exposure, though, at least. They also for rely on the, four, on the four, on the four, yeah, on the on on just the clip, just the bit. That's it. Oh, this guy does stand up. Book him. It's like, all right. It's an experience. You, it's, it's a start to finish experience. And if anyone has seen a good amount of Norm MacDonald, they understand that. How many callbacks he has that go all the way back to the beginning of his set and yeah. shit, pretending to now. It's it's uh, taking it out of context. But it's also time. like you do a 20-minute set and these people saw a 30-second clip of you on TikTok. Three minutes in, they're going to be on TikTok. Like, oh, <laughs> TikTok's way better than Yeah, I'm bored this. already because my it's attention ruining the live is... experience. I, I maybe yeah. That's me being well, cynical. That's, I mean, we were talking about that with Bruce Gray when he was here. About yeah. the difference between the comedy store and the improv in L.A., which like if you want to be the comedy store, you got to be a fucking legit comedian. Whereas the comedy store, or excuse me, the improv will be like, oh, fucking Jeremy Piven is headlining tonight. Yeah. Oh or my fucking god. YouTuber. Yeah, or that that Trevor Wallace fucking guy. Yeah. Wasn't you that was telling me that nowadays most of the people that get hired to SNL are all just like YouTube people? I mean, a lot of them. Oh god. I mean, that's how, I mean, it started with Sandberg, Andy Sandberg, 
was the first one to get hired on SNL just because of YouTube videos. Gotcha. And that then makes it's sense. a lot of people since then. That's the same with Kyle Mooney and that yeah. other guy that's on there with him. And those other didn't. three dudes, I think, that are currently on it. I don't even watch. No one watches. Colin Jost was a stand-up. Colin Jost and was so a stand-up. And so was Michael Che. They're, they're both yeah. New York stand-ups. Yep. Are pretty much the only two funny people on that fucking show dude, anymore. Dude, Michael Che is really funny. Yeah, Michael yeah. Che is really, really, oh, really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think I think we've even said it on here before, but every time we talk to New York comedians and stuff, or I hear them talk on a podcast or something, they're always like, Che's the man. Yeah. Like, Che's like the dude. Yeah, he's the fucking head writer there, too. Yeah, he's a stud. It's insane. Yeah. No, Che's awesome. Uh, yeah, now, I don't know. I mean, the... Like we were talking with, uh, I hope it. I hope TikTok just dies. Dies though, is what I. I hope in two years it's no longer a the fucking smartphones thing. and shit. Like we were you talking can go about, go back to getting booked for being funny. I mean that still exists. I don't. Not to be too cynical, that doesn't not exist anymore. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of places will be like, oh, but how you want to do? Comedians aren't getting booked because someone on TikTok has more views than them. Well, if you were like like talking about going to Boise trying to get a gig, if you were like, hey, I want to come back and also have a million whatever followers, then you'd have a lot easier time. Yeah, but I would also have no soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I can't compromise that. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's annoying. There's girls ordering like. It's like you know me in real life. You've seen me perform. Why yeah. do I need to send you a fucking TikTok yeah. video? Did the people laugh? The fuck, yeah. dude. When but I when you saw me in person, did people like it? How about that? How about because yeah. that's what we're gonna be doing? They just want to fill seats. They want they want someone to be a draw, and unfortunately, that's a way to. You be think a there's draw. any end in sight? No. It's no? the same thing with music too. And nowadays, it's not about context. It's like how many people follow you on Facebook. Yep. Are you worth showing up on this stage in Denver? It has nothing to do with are you good or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. But also, yeah, that's the way absolutely the way it is now, it, and, it, and it's it, it's treachery because it, it works against people when they don't even realize it too. Like for example, uh, Netflix yeah. never puts on how many people have actually liked, disliked, or watched this. They just put a percentage of how much it would be recommended for you. Right. That's something that uh, I think Rogan was talking about with somebody recently on his podcast. Is that like I mean, anything else you do, you can see how many downloads it gets. So you put your like comedy on Spotify or whatever. But if you put a comedy special up on Netflix and you come back like six months later and you go to Netflix, like, hey, how many people watch my comedy special? And they're like, yeah, it was pretty good. Really? Yeah, they won't tell you. I think part of that that's is- That's why fucking Rob Schneider can get some fucking stand-up exactly. special on Netflix. That's because yeah. they, <laughs> they keep putting people up who fucking suck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Or oh, uh, Leslie Jones from SNL. Why did she have a stand-up special? Oh, my God. It was so bad. Right. Yeah. Well- <laughs> Part of part of it is that. But now I'm racist for saying that. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was say part of it is just that they're trying to fill woke quotas and shit, and they they're like, well, we need a guy to represent this group, and so they put it up just to say that they did it, and they don't actually care if anyone right. watched it. Right. Your woke quota. That's I like that. The woke quota. The woke quota. No, that doesn't work. Woke quota. Uh, that I works just to, by itself. I was trying itself, to though. smash them together. No, yeah. woke quota is Ooh. good. Speaking of wokes, I have a topic. The Rainbow Fest. The Rainbow Fest oh, yeah. is coming to local. Route County. How do we feel about this, Matt Newland? I could give a shit. I could honestly give a baker's fuck, dude. You're <laughs> not going? I'm not going to go. You're I'm actually going to be I, th- I think it's like kind of like going to the zoo. I'll be in Boise, thank God. 
But I, I, I don't care about them. Oh, I don't or either. It, it's just observant. It's like going to a kid rock concert. I'm just people watching. So you're excited for it? I'm not excited. I'm just accepting it. When I first saw it in the paper, I went, "No!" You know, I know what this is. It's an army of smelly douchebags in the in there well, <laughs> all, we're you know you know i grow weed for a living so you can call me a hippie but i'm a fucking productive member of society yeah and i'm not just going to be coming to the you know produce section of city market trying to shower and pee and shit i'm curious to see how many people actually show up and if it's actually going to make a difference or anything but i'll say this and i won't use a name but we we know the person who is organizing the rainbow festival and this person is the weirdest goddamn fucking person yep. I have ever met in my entire fucking life. Yep. That's when this boring. person talks to me, I want to shoot myself in the head. Does he go by some name like Galaxy Honeydrop or something? Oh, what were the names in the paper, dude? Oh, I was God. dying. Yeah. Were, yeah. They, so whoever was writing the was like article. Butterfly Wings was one of them. Yeah. They'd be like Brian Johnson, a.k.a. Star Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or his rainbow name, Star Moon. Rainbow yeah. They wouldn't Star even Moon. give the real name. They would just give the rainbow name. Star My Moon walks God. her duck. 20,000 hippies coming into the middle of the forest. Is it that many? Oh, Kyle, it's like a music festival without the music. Anywhere from 10 to 30,000 people is what they were saying. Yeah. Really? Yes. There's already Do you see how this can be invasive in a town? Wait, where is it at? I, I believe it's going to be in Meeker or outside of Meeker. If not, I thought, I thought it was, was going to be in Oak Creek. a little north of Craig is what I thought. Oh, and God. It goes, yeah. So what you're saying so is that like I should put up some posters... But I'm there. Oh my and try to just monetize the show, man. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Like the media's doing Bonnaroo. I'll, just I'll show up with like a tie dye headband. But like, you guys like to laugh, man. <laughs> they <laughs> don't see have some money. jokes. They yeah, they don't have any money. They'd they won't. show up and try to like. They'd sit outside and try to bum cigarettes. They'd off try people. to tra- trade you a bracelet to get it into the show, dude. <laughs> I got some beads. This is yeah, what I was no. telling my boss, who you know runs uh, 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 Billo. He was just like, I just see nothing but dollar signs. What are you talking about? I was like, Yeah, until they show up and they're like, Can I get an eighth? of weed i have some patchouli and a crystal and they, it's like no and they're like well we don't believe in currency because we live in a planet with no borders it's like get out of here get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. and they're they're bringing their own weed their toots oh, God, yeah. and their own heroin and guarantee yeah. it yeah they're well that was in be. the in the article too where they're like well last time they were here there was a dispute and it got violent and then it was like a, a quote from one of the rainbow people that was like oh well uh yeah um, there was a dispute because there was accusations of pedophilia and someone pulled a gun. But we don't normally have guns there. It's a gun-free zone. Oh, what the it? fuck? <laughs> yeah, I just kind of, you're reading that and you're like, what? Well, that's that's Jesus also the, the issue just with the volume of people is like... You're going to get weirdos. There's not that many ambulances in Steamboat. <laughs> there's not that many search and rescue people. These people yep. go and walk on a fucking trail and get lost. Like, how many... Reserves do you need? And I don't know if we I have mean, enough. I mean, there's a lot of festivals. Is this one just like exceptionally retarded compared to other ones? Is that is no, that no, no, no? See, festies are cool because there's music. There's a point to going to it. This is just people just all just hang. They out. just want to get together in yep. peace and harmony. There's a lot of fucking drums. Yep. <sighs> That's together it. Together and just share community. It's like twenty thousand, an army of twenty thousand hippies going through a forest. That's not normal. That's going to do something. And it's not like they could just say, hey, we're scheduling this date and this time and getting a fucking permit. They just show up. 
like assholes looking for cigarettes at the ponds. Yeah. You know? Uh, hey, can I borrow anything? That's Rainbow I'm Gathering. I'm sure they <laughs> all are environmentally conscious people, but it's just the sheer number. They, the sheer di- they, dig, a, they dig a 40-foot trench in the forest, and they all shit in it. Yeah, that'll... I mean, that's really? Good, that's good that's for a grass. true story. That's what they do. That's what they do. They don't do. rent porta potties. Nope. They they're all natural. They don't need anything because they're human. You know, they're rainbow people. Imagine that trench. It's <laughs> called the Rainbow Family Gathering. If you want to look it up, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I think we should go. I think we should go and people watch and laugh, and you can come up with material. It would. Uh, I think it'd be like. So we got a show this weekend. Be like watching your parents do porn. You'd just be like, oh, this could be funny later. I hate you. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. I don't want to. You really know how to put things in perspective. (laughs) I don't want to watch this. I like I said, I watch it. uh, You know, I'm like George Carlin. I'm a philosopher. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the philosophizing there. I needed that one in my life. Oh, what would George Carlin think of Rainbow People? Oh God. (laughs) I wish he was. You want to talk about a parasite on society? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Rainbow People. Oh god! It'll be interesting. That's it's, wild. It's gonna be interesting. I didn't realize it was that many humans. Is it this weekend? Uh, July first through the seventh. I word. believe. Oh sweet! I'm gonna be out of town. Me too. It's gonna be lit. Nice. But they're already <laughs> showing up. Is the thing. So it's not like a yeah. I saw a couple in Craig at the Walmart. Did, do they all just have rainbows on? Is that how you know it's them? No, they just look like, like fucking whoops. They all have vans. Well, and there's already whoops here. No, you know not, what like I mean? not like these. Not like these. You know, these are extra level whoops. You're gonna yeah. know. You're gonna know. It's like you're just. These people are so high because there's no know, blood flowing know. to their head because <laughs> the dreads are wearing them down. Like, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, the Rainbow Festival. Well, I mean, these idiots gotta do something somewhere, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they're just killing time like the rest of us. Yeah, right. They're all just <laughs> waiting to die. Yeah, they're just fucking camping, bro. Yeah, they're <laughs> camping. With the occasional pedophilia and gunfight, you know. That's you know. You know how it is. <laughs> My friend Harry at work, who's in a motorcycle club, he said he wanted to go up with like 10 of his boys with pairs of scissors and go to try and cut people's dreads off. <laughs> just watch him like be non-confrontational and run away. Like, just, hey, man, man, yeah. hey, man, man, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, not cool. That just reminded me of like, early days of the internet. There was a guy when selfie sticks were first a thing. A guy would just walk around with like shears and just cut people's selfie sticks in half. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, some of them have shears. I'd so watch I, that TikTok video. Yeah, God, yes. Fuck. That's God. so fucking tight. So the point is, don't go to the Rainbow Fest. Watch the George Carlin doc. George, delete your watch, TikTok. Delete your TikTok. Um, and come see us this Friday and Saturday with Corey David. Corey David, he's also oh, KD. I, I he's got everywhere. He's he's going to a lot of places right now. Yeah, no, he's doing great. He's blowing up. He's going to Austin all the time and stuff. Uh, fucking really funny dude. He deserves it. He puts in the work. Uh, and he's got a great show that he runs in Denver too. It's not. He doesn't do. I think uh, he does a Carbondale one too. Is that I don't know if is? he's on that a lot or if he runs it, but he's he's there a lot. I feel like an asshole because I did a show the last time I was in Denver and I can't remember the name of the brewery was at, but it was really cool. Really small, intimate room, uh, and I had a great time doing it. Fuck, I can't remember the name of this brewery, this tiny brewery. Uh, <laughs> Is it called the Tiny Brewery? It's called the Tiny <laughs> Brewery. Yeah, that you can't remember the name and of? And they only serve beer and shot glasses because <laughs> it's very tiny. It's tiny. You got to duck to get in. 
Um, the bartender is two children wearing a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> and the top one's hitting his head on the ceiling. Call back to Matt Newland. That's, That's not right. my joke. It's <laughs> not my joke either. Like, We're just talking about just how funny it is that just two children in a trench coat. Yeah. Trying it's to act like a man. Funny. It's like one of those timeless, like pie in the face things that will always be funny. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. people stepping on rakes. It's just always going to oh, be Oh, that's a good like one. Like little kids falling down. Always going to be funny. Little kids will always trip too. They, oh, they're so dumb enough, and clumsy. Yeah. And don't get caught. They will trip. They will oh, fall. <laughs> mine's and they will fall. <laughs> and, they will, and you will laugh. Fat people on diving boards. <laughs> That's great. Oops. <laughs> bonk. Just bonk. Just they just fall with a big un- un- unorganized splash. Yeah. It's great. Might come up with a head wound. A good <laughs> fart is always funny. Of course. Nothing funnier than that. A, a well-timed fart. Always good. Mm-hmm. A wet fart. That was a, that was a, a very early South Park bit. It was Kyle would always go, you want to know what I think? And he'd go, yeah. And he'd go, Pfft. That was like, yeah, early seasons. Early. That was like his go-to. That was like his thing. The, we can agree they're the best of all time. Oh, of course. The best. Shout out to Matt and Trey, friends of the show. Friends of the show. The best. Not, a, they, not uh, just writers, not just showrunners, not just fucking. They're the best of all time. And also Steamboat Springs residents occasionally. Kyle yeah. and I were shitting our they pants watching Streaming Wars. Did you watch Streaming Wars? No, I didn't. Oh, I my fucking it's God. Very good. Again, Paramount going Plus. back to what you were, you guys were talking about earlier, like it is the perfect example of Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They're taking an unbelievably silly approach to a very, very serious concept. Really? Yeah, it's really, really fucking cool. And That's what we should watch after this. We got it. Oh, 100%. Uh, I'd be down yeah. to watch it. <laughs> I got to watch so many things. On the map for the I show, know. Colorado, Steamboat Springs is on it. What up? It That's always true. is. Yeah. Even, and a lot of their episodes, too, like even in the regular seasons, like if there's ever a weather or anything, they always throw Steamboat they, on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're homies and they know what's up. They're friends of the show. Friends I sold them. I sold Matt Stone Cliff Bars. Did you? I did. Nice. Yeah, I've, nev- uh, I've never seen either one of them. He was up at Thunderhead, and uh, he was with a bunch of kids that looked like mentally exhausted, like he was like doing a bunch of shit with kids that day. And he came to Thunderhead, and he got ibuprofen and four Cliff Bars. <laughs> and I said, how's it going? And he was just like, I've been better. <laughs> and I just You're was like, smiling and everything. He's just like, how are you doing, man? I was like, great now, man. I'm a huge fan. I just love I love everything you do. He's like, oh, thanks, man. And um, yeah. he's just like, how, how do you like working here? I was like, oh, I like it, but I miss Montana a lot. He's like, oh, I want to buy a ba- place in Big Sky really bad. He oh, said nice. he, lo- he loved the Big Sky area. And yeah, he went about his way. Nice. Yeah. You're the best. I, I met Trey once. I told him the same thing. I was like, I love your show. He's like, oh, thanks, man. That was it. But then I called my buddy who was working at the ticket office. I was like, yo, Trey Parker's here. Look out for him. And like 20 minutes later, Trey Parker walked up to his stand. And my buddy goes, are you who I think you are? And Trey Parker goes, Tom Petty? <laughs> it, was, it was right after Tom Petty died. It was right after Tom Petty died. So good. He just can't help it, even uh, in real life. He yeah. can't. Oh my god, that's so good. Tom Petty. <laughs> Tom Petty. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. It's the best, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, no, they're de- they're definitely the best. I appreciate people when I ask them, what, you know, where your political views are, like South Park, and then he'll say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your political views, South Park. <laughs> and the Stream Wars, it does get a little political at the end too. Yes. It kind of ends on like a whoa. Like that was a stance I didn't expect. Yeah, I don't know, got I a little that. serious at the end, yeah. kind of giving a fuck you to Colorado. Yeah, they yeah, come. interesting. Yeah, no, they nail it. Anyway, so I think that's a good place to wrap it up, <laughs> boys. So yeah, the point is go check out the George Carlin doc. Uh, George come support us live. Come support us real live before it's extinct. Before live before, comedy is extinct. Yeah, before TikTok ruins my favorite thing. <laughs> Please come see us live. <laughs> Schmiggities and the press. 
before and Newland just company. caves and becomes a TikTok. I I won't. I can't. I'd rather die alone with my dignity than get a TikTok. <laughs> oh, that's so George Carlin of you. Yeah, man. it'll all work out. <laughs> These fucking pricks on TikTok. Oh my what God. the fuck is this shit? <laughs> dancing around? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be great to see his take on that. But yes, come see us this weekend. You think George Carlin would have a fucking TikTok? Fuck no. Exactly. Fuck no. My he God. would still have a flip phone. Yeah. He'd be like, he'd I be, have to have this. He'd be like, what the fuck is Facebook? Suck my dick. <laughs> Yeah, but it's going. It's going down. Mark Zuckerberg's not even a fucking person. Have you seen this guy? There's wires coming out of his ears. Uh, yeah, this weekend we're gonna be doing it live with Corey David, and then well, the weekend after that, I'm going up to Oregon and Idaho, Sandpoint, Idaho, with Robbie the Fire Bernstein. It's gonna be a great time, and then the weekend after that, we got Sean Patton, the actual friend of the show. <laughs> okay. A real friend of the show. A real friend yes. of the show. Thank God. Uh, Thank God he's our friend. Yeah, he's the best. So we got some awesome things coming up. So keep it tuned to SteamboatComedy.com for all of our events. How the I'll, fuck I'll be, uh, growing can you weed? get booked in Idaho, but I can't? <laughs> <laughs> well, according to what you said, you didn't even want to go to the place yeah. where Kyle's going. <laughs> I, I booked you on this show, and you said no. I don't want to go to that show. You're like, you're, you're going to perform for a bunch of fucking Nazis? No, I'm all right. <laughs> I was like, there's going to be some KKK members there, bro. I hope there are, just so I can be like, what the fuck is oh, this? You are in north Idaho, my man. Yeah. Is Sandpoint that far north? Woo, it's more north than where I went to college. Which is it in the Panhandle? fucking north. Not quite, Not quite, but it is right near. I I always you got can get the to the panhandle that. with a walk. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, get to the, the jokes about it. the Jews. Yeah, right. <laughs> Talk about the ones we hate. We'll, we'll see. I said I'm going to start. I'm like, uh, so I'm in Northern Idaho. So how do we feel about black people? Yeah. And they were going to go. Boom. They're going to be like, fuck them. I'm like, all right, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So a Jew walks into a bank, and then you killed him, right? You're like, uh, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Check out SteamboatComedy.com. <laughs> Check out our podcast. Yeah. Can really use the numbers. <laughs> 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 All right. We keep Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson Neil over Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's the running joke from here until forever, dude. <laughs> we'll never We're get old. fucking rip it into the it's dirt. Definitely not old already. No, it's <laughs> not. Into infinity. It's funny every time. All lives are matter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Go fuck yourselves. I'm Bill Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Who mad is, thinks is better than George Carlin. <laughs> Rain or shine, it's here to make you laugh. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast.